0: Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 51 of Murphy's Law Podcast. We're entering into phase two of the uh, Murphy's Multiverse Murphy's Law Podcast launch. We're going to talk about that this week and what you can expect and what's been a very slow, no, slow news week. Uh, but before we get into things, let's check in with Charles and see what's going on over there. How are you doing today, Charles?
1: Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, I My heart goes out to all, all, everyone who's experiencing the fucking craziness that is, you know, Police injustice and all the crazy riot stuff and man, it's just you know when you open your Twitter, you see you know the NYPD running over a bunch of people, you know, sort of just barricading the the street, not you know, not causing any much harm, and it's so crazy. But I mean, I, how about you? I hope you're safe. I mean, what's going on on your end?
0: Yeah, we're doing good here. Um, we were we were in Saginaw yesterday and um, saw some some protests going on. Very calm. Um, peaceful protest that that was nothing, nothing crazy like what you've seen on the news. And I think it's, I spent some time on Twitter this morning trying to retweet some pictures from some of the things that are going on that aren't getting all the news attention, because obviously um, <clears throat> the news is, is trying to show destruction and, and, and that kind of stuff that, and that's getting thrown in our face a lot. So I was spending some time this morning trying to get out there that like, there are plenty of places like in Flint, Michigan, uh, where the police and the, and the protesters were walking together and there were some some great video yeah. and pictures of them talking and hugging. And um, I mean, this, this is an important time. And this, this is a great um, time for people who, who have a platform and we have a voice to make a difference um, because it's like you said, this, the injustice that we've all seen uh, is, is just crazy and it's crazy to think that it's still going on. And so it's time for a change. And um, I think it's, it's an important time for us to, you know, to do what we can do to to chip in on this. So, yeah, but we're we're all doing good here and um, kind of getting getting busy behind the scenes as we get ready for the, the relaunch this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking of the relaunch, it's something that we've sort of been, you know, eyeing to do for, I don't know, since fucking last year, but we never actually got to it because of all our personal stuff. But, you know, since we don't have much going on, we figured that, you know, it's sort of the perfect time to get shit going I guess we could expect the the relaunch to happen. I guess sometime next week because it was supposed to be ready tomorrow, but there was a hang up. But you know, hang ups happen all the time, especially with all this back end web dev stuff. So it's sort of, you know, it's sort of expected. Um, We hope that you like the relaunch, and you know, our plan is as far I mean, as far as content goes, we 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 plan to give you you know, in-depth essays, editorials, rather than just basic straight-up news. I mean, everyone, everyone always likes to know what we think about stuff, so this is going to be a focus on, you know, what you know, our personal sort of take on everything that's going on in, you know, the world of nerdy stuff. And again, it's, it's also not going to be limited to MCU stuff. I mean, here in this podcast, we talk about, you know, Marvel, uh, DC, Star Wars, and all our favorite stuff, so expect that for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's something that, um, we know the site looks like shit. Um, we've known that for quite some time. We actually, the, the original plan I think was hatched last year. And then we were kind of targeting this year's spring break to, uh, to get things going, but then everything went, went crazy with COVID-19 and, and just things really changed and the news cycle slowed way down. And so there was some time there where we were down and had some downtime and kind of, uh, Now we're trying to bounce back. I think the things you guys can look forward to, um, we brought in some, some guest writers for the, for the relaunch, some old friends, some new friends and giving them a chance to, uh, to have a platform and come out and we, and basically what Charles and I said to the people when we talked to him was like, Hey, you want to write something? Yeah, sure. What do you want me to write? Whatever you want, dude. So write what you want. So we've got some, uh, we've got some interesting stuff. I've read a couple of them and I, and Charles, I've shared them with Charles. And so we're excited about that. Um, I'm going to have my fifth part of the Nova series ready for that. I've got a, what I think is a really cool WandaVision feature um, that I spent several hours on last week. I'm really hoping that no one else has done that. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so I'll be really pissed off if it turns out that somebody else already did what I, what I, what I think I did. Um, and then Liz has some stuff that she's been working on. So I think we have um, like around 10 things ready for launch. And uh, yeah, so we're calling we're we're gonna call it Phase Two because we're nerds like that, and we think it's gonna be pretty cool. And like Charles says, um, probably the most commonly asked question on, that I get on Twitter is, "Hey Charles, what do you think about dot dot dot?" And a lot of the times I say like, "Oh, I don't think what I think about it is that important," but we realize that that's uh, that's something that sets us apart from. Um, a regular news outlet. So you're, you might get some news, but you're also going to get our takes on that news along with it instead of just us just passing on news like everybody else
1: does. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be uh, an emphasis on, you know, personal, I, I guess, editorial, so to speak, or opinion rather than, you know, uh, this happened and this happened. This is it. We we, we we always like to break down stuff, so you're definitely going to get that uh, from us on not just on this podcast, but also you'll, you'll get to read about it.
0: All right. So before we get to our Q&A, we, we wanted to take a minute to address uh, the story that we ran uh, on, I guess it was on Monday, June 1st, on Murphy's Multiverse about Evan Peters joining WandaVision in a, in a key role. And I know a lot of things have been uh, just in, in the less than 24 hours since I published it. I know there's been a lot of misrepresentation and misinterpretation. Uh, but but we're super excited to uh, to share that news with you and, and give people a little bit of hope and a little bit of good news with all the bad things that are going on around the world. So uh, so yeah, Evan Peters is joining WandaVision. We don't have any idea who he's playing. We don't have any idea how big the role is. We just know that it's a key or a kind of a featured role. Um, so Charles, what are your thoughts on on the whole thing? I know people have gotten my, my mind up set on uh, Twitter, but I don't know if they've heard enough from you.
1: Well, I, I mean, for the, for the longest time, I've known about this. You you, you shared with this with me, like, since last year, and, you know, I, I never thought that this information would get the ghost signal to, you know, actually go out, so it's so crazy now that it's out, everyone knows it's like, damn, okay, here's what everyone thinks. But, um, what I think about it, like, the obvious assumption is he's, you know, oh, is he fucking Pietro? I, I get Yes, that could be the case, but I also don't see a reason why they, they, they recast Quicksilver when you got a perfectly fine actor with Aaron Taylor-Johnson playing the role. He doesn't seem as, uh, as salty with the role as uh, Hugo Weaving with Red Skull. So, I mean, there's no animosity with the role, so maybe there was a falling out and this, they, they decided, fuck it, let's just get the guy from, from Fox to do the role. I, I, I absolutely, absolutely don't see that happening. But then again, it is the multiverse, so it's something that they could, you know, it's a trick they could have up their sleeve. But then again, I mean, I can't imagine Kevin Feige touching anything done by Tywin Kinberg at this point. So, you know, you, you also mentioned in your article that he could be Nicholas Crash or Mephisto, or I've seen some people say he, he's a cool fit for Nightmare. I think, you know, ideally, I'd like him to be Nightmare or Mephisto. And you know he he's as as a lot of fans have mentioned he's such a fantastic character actor in American Horror Story he's done a lot of crazy crazy character roles and you know he he's a terrific actor all around and he seems like a perfect fit for for that kind of villain he has he brings the exact amount of star power you want in in a villain but at the same time he's not a nobody
0: yeah and I think like <clears throat> when you we think about like the different options so let's say he is Quicksilver. So if he's Quicksilver, you even have options there. Is he A, uh, the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe that's pulled over into the MCU? My God, what a horrible decision if that's the case. First of all, he has nothing in common with Wanda. He clearly, like, in his life that he lived in the Fox universe, he wasn't Wanda's brother who grew up in, in Sokovia and had their parents killed, right? He lived in his mom's fucking basement. So I <laughs> don't even know how you, how you try to reconcile the two things. So another option if he's Quicksilver. Is he has he been recast to replace Aaron Taylor Johnson as the M the original MCU Quicksilver, who's maybe like brought back to life or or exists in whatever uh reality where Wanda brings vision back? That's that's more palatable to me if that's the case. Um, and it's interesting, it's kind of like what they did with J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man, right? You have the same actor playing the same character, but he's playing a different version of the same character, so that. That works for me, and Marvel's recast characters, Marvel Studios have recast characters before, so that's not a huge deal. Um, and then, so once you leave those options of maybe if he is Quicksilver, then, like you said, and we talked about in the article, like you're leaving open for a, a guy who has um, played some really good villain, villains on American Horror Story over the past couple of years, and I haven't, I haven't watched the series, but I've watched clips of what he's done, and honestly, one of the times I didn't even know I was looking at Evan Peters. So he's, he's put on a good show in that role. This, if he is one of these guys that we think he's playing, it's going to be a little bit more of that supernatural side of things that, that I think um, he really digs and really gets into. So I think that's, that's probably my favorite choice. But when it comes is if he's playing like Mephisto or Nicholas scratch or somebody just really, really bad, I just don't know. Like we, we have no idea. And I know it's been, I I read three or four reports yesterday that said that uh, that we saw him on scene on set that uh, that's the kind of bullshit that people just make up on their own. Like it was very clear about the fact that like I heard that he signed on and then he went over and shot. We have no idea. Trust me, if I if I had if I had seen him on set in costume, I would fucking tell you who he was playing. We have no clue. So all we can all we can do is guess. I think. Whatever way you cut it, it's it's a super interesting choice because you know he was Quicksilver. and Taylor Johnson was Quicksilver. You go all the way back to their. Weren't they in Kickass together?
1: <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they absolutely were. <laughs> right?
0: So so if you have if you have the one kid from Kickass replacing the other kid as Kickass as Quicksilver, I mean that's that's it's so cool. It's so meta. I have no idea what's going on. Though.
1: I I, I kind of wish that the the show was near, but we don't have like several months to speculate on who he is, but it is pretty cool seeing, you know, seeing everyone digest this information, information that we've held on for so long. So, you know, as 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 part of this business, it's kind of cool to to see the I guess the fruit of people learning about this information.
0: Yeah, I I we talked right before we recorded this little segment and all of the feedback that I got, I don't want to say all, but like a very high percentage, like 95% of the feedback that I got on Twitter and in emails uh, in texts and stuff yesterday was super positive. People are excited. Um, it's, it's causing people to, to go like, down all kinds of crazy roads of speculation, which is great because with everything going on right now, giving people a little brief distraction so they can, they can get their mind back on one of the things that we know they're missing, it's okay. Obviously, it's not the most important thing but it's good for people to have a healthy distraction like this when it seems like everything else is so bad. And people have mm. really been, really, really been positive about it. Um, people come up with some some whack theories. People come up with some great theories. We've heard everything <laughs> from Wonder Man to Speed to... It's just all over oh the board. So, uh, I even had one person say, like, oh, it's Magneto. So... <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard it all to the last day. So, but yeah, it it seemed to be really it really seemed to excite people, um, and I think at this point a lot of people have seen it and uh, are pretty fired up about it.
1: All right, I guess that's it for the only bit of news we have this week. <laughs> we don't know if, if something else is going to drop, but you know, with all the stuff that's going on, it's it's you know it's unlikely that you know we get another we we get news like this so i guess we can move on to the q a now you think what do you think
0: yeah q a sounds good and i think uh i think we got a lot to go through there so yeah let's hop into that all right so for those of you who are who are hearing this for the first time um charles and i are bringing back what was a weekly feature before all this craziness hit uh where we have a patreon podcast q a where patrons get to ask us questions and and we uh and just do our best to answer them we can't answer all of them so for this one, we're sharing it with you guys. Um, so everyone's going to hear it so that you guys get an idea of what it is. And so if you're interested uh, in joining Patreon, it's $1 a month. And, and you'll have Charles and I at your disposal once a week. Uh, but So this one's going to be a freebie on us. But the rest of them will go back to uh, going back to Patreon. So we have quite a few questions this week. Um, and we usually rip through them pretty quickly for those of you guys that have never been here before. So first one. So this one comes from Vivi says, do you think news of Avatar restarting production next week means MCU productions like Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be starting soon, too? No. That has not (laughs) been zero indication um, so far that Marvel is is ready to jump back in and do production. Um, As of, God, uh, what's today? Sunday? So as of Thursday, uh, when I was in contact with someone who's working on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they had been given no... No preparation, no nothing to think they're going back to work on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, I think, like, uh, Shang-Chi might be closer to getting back to work than other things, but nothing on Falcon.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Avatar, I'd like to think that the way that movie is filmed and the way that movie is made is vastly different to the way um, the Marvel shows are being done, because Avatar is... I guess like 90% CGI and the rest is, you know, is, is you know, the live action stuff. I, I'm guessing it's very limited. So, you know, the production for that, there's a lot of stuff going on on computers rather than, you know, a crew of 100 staying in a, in, in a, in a, in a close location, just staying all very close to each other. It's very different I, for avatar. A lot of them cannot actually work from their homes. I like the thing. I mean, James Cameron, he, He's always got so, something fucking crazy planned as far as technology goes. So I mean, you know, he has something up his sleeve that will allow them to work despite COVID. I mean, we heard last episode with Chris Brewster saying they have something planned for for all the stunt stuff. So I mean, James Cameron probably has you know Avatar ready to to commence production despite COVID happening.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a really great point you make there that it's just such a different process with avatar um and it can be done with such a light crew as far as if you really think about you know you just have to have one actor with some motion capture people and it might make the process a little longer um, but it's definitely a different a different thing than trying to get a full you know full crew on location somewhere that's 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 a problem and that's going to take some time to sort out Um, all right what's next next question comes from one of our big Moon Knight fans, Cooper Hayes, wants to know what the current status of Miss Marvel pre-production is. Um, wow. and it's in pre-production and it's on pause, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. There is, um, there is work that's going on on all these, um, and we're going we're gonna to have more questions about other um, Disney Plus things, but there's just nothing for them to do right now. No one's been given the green light. Miss Marvel was supposed to be filming uh, later this summer, But so you still have Falcon and the Winter Soldier has to finish. Loki has to finish. So we've talked about it ad nauseum on on here. Any dates that people are holding to, they just have to get rid of because they're not accurate anymore. And so right now, everything's just on hold. I'm sure they're still doing stuff in pre-production. They're still designing sets. They're still making costumes, and all that stuff is still going on at some level, but there's nothing. There's no news on casting. There's no news on who's directing, there's no news on, any of that stuff that we have to share with you right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking ahead. You're going to like the, not this, ne- uh, you'll, this next question's fine, but you're really going to like the next one. Um, this next one's from CW. Around February, you mentioned that Marvel Studios was already meeting with some actresses for She-Hulk and that some of them were Latinx. Do you know if there are still Latinx actresses in the run for the role? And have you heard if Marvel Studios is planning on introducing more Latinx characters in the future besides Ajax and Miss America. Um, yeah, I don't even remember off the top of my head now who I saw that was on the list of actresses they were looking at. But they were definitely open. I think a lot of people just expected um, that they were just going to go for some white actresses. And they were definitely open to, to taking in um, applications in from, from anybody. They were, they were open on that end. Um, and I honestly can't remember who it was. And as far as does Marvel Studios have plans to introduce more, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything going forward other than the Miss America stuff, who I assume is going to be a fairly major player for, you know, a, a, the next five to ten years. So um, I, I don't know, in, in particular, any other characters they'd be looking to introduce. Um, but I will say that once you, once they introduce the X-Men into the MCU – I think that you'll be seeing um, more than just, you know, the original five white people running around on screen. I think that the UX men is going to give them an an opportunity to really diversify uh, the hero palette in the MCU.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't see Marvel not wanting to introduce more diversity (laughs) and representation in the MCU. I mean, that's sort of, that's sort of been Kevin Feige's MO moving forward. And, you know, It'd be, even, it'd, be, it'd be more surprising if they don't introduce any more, you know, like, like you said, Latinx, you know, uh, talent into the MCU. Yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely a thing that we know they've been working on and, and diversifying both in front of the camera and behind the camera. So it's going to continue. All right, here's this one's all yours, Charles. This is from some guy named Adam Barnhart. Um, <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> Love Adam.
0: He's sneaking in. He's sneaking in here. Um, Adam says, "I know you hate the Netflix stuff and AOS. I don't know how he would ever get that impression. But why <laughs> wouldn't <a legitimate, laughs> why wouldn't a legitimate multiverse work if everything was overseen by Marvel Studios, like what the CWDC did with Crisis? And Adam's gonna be really mad when I tell him that I've never watched a single episode of any of this CWDC stuff in like six years. Um, you'd have." <laughs> You'd have your separate universes and such with their own actors and continuities, but could pop up as storytelling or mega events happen. So he says, probably not the scoop chatter you're looking for, but it's something. So, so I guess the gist is there. Why, why wouldn't it work in the multiverse?
1: Um, it can work. It technically can because we have a multiverse. It won't happen because I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige doesn't want to touch these stories. Stories that you know he had no hand in telling. We don't even know what Kevin Feige thinks about the hand, or whether he thinks Nobu was a fucking badass character that they, they gave justice. To. We don't we don't know what he thinks. So uh, you know we know from we know that Kevin Feige likes the toys he owns and the toys he gets to play with. He doesn't want to touch anything that isn't his. Theoretically, like like I said earlier, it works, but as far as logistics go, I don't think that shit is be g- gonna be touched at least. For the netflix shows i think the abc shows have a better chance of being included in the multiverse but the netflix shows i wouldn't count on it
0: yeah and i i mean i i don't i don't think like i actually i do think that the multiverse is is the best option um otherwise you have to pretend that all that stuff never happened you have to pretend seven seasons of shield and one season of inhumans and two seasons of agent carter never happened right so I think that's fine. You can say like, "Hey, here's this branch where things went really, really bad, and this is the kind of shit we got." Um, but I just don't see. And there, there were parts of the Netflix stuff that I love. Like, I really, I love Daredevil. Um, I love parts of Luke Cage. I love parts of Iron Fist. I love parts of Jessica Jones. But those stories just, even for what they are, they just don't fit in the MCU the way that it's told. Like, it would be so weird to see that jessica jones or that luke cage walking around in the mcu in, in what it's turned into um those characters don't even seem like they're a part of the same universe to me with the way that their stories were told so um all right this one's gonna this is a, a fan cast and um i have a guy in mind it's pretty weird but i, I want to see what you come up with first so connor says dear charles and charles if you don't mind me asking who would you guys cast as johnny blaze in the future ghost rider project
1: I, I guess the most basic uh, answer to that is everyone loves him, Norman Reedus. He kind of seems like he seems like an obvious fit, but man, what a what a fucking curveball! I I gotta think. I want to hear what you have first.
0: So I think that my guy, it just depends. It depends on how old that they're going with Johnny. So if we have like an older Johnny who's somehow been seasoned um, and had the spirit of vengeance. Um, I think this works. Although this guy that I'm, that I have in mind is, um, is he's older, but he looks pretty young. Um, I think he could get away with it. And I think it's a, and I guess for me, a lot of it is like the old ghostwriter stuff that I read. I always thought Johnny was like almost a redhead, like a, like a strawberry blonde. So mm-hmm. my guy that I think of when I think of someone who could really do it, who could pull it off. Is uh, Donald Gleason?
1: Wow, like
0: Harry Potter, Star
1: Wars. yeah, yeah, very scrawny, very uh, he's, he's very uh, what do you call it, unorthodox, unorthodox, unorthodox pick for Johnny Blaze.
0: Yeah, he just has that. Like, I think about his, his like what he looks like when his hair is a little longer and he's um, he's growing a little bit of a beard, he looks a little rough oh. around the edges. Um, I think he could play some of the the wacky, weird shit, obviously. You know, I don't know that you know, Johnny was a stunt rider and stuff, but you know, his—he doesn't have to be the super-powered, super-strength superhero, right? Like he's a fucking spirit of vengeance. He could be four foot two and weigh seven pounds and still do the shit that he does because he's powered by a demon. So I, I, that's that's a weird, off-the-wall pick for me, but I, I think that guy is—he's um, got the right look. Like I said, though, he's probably a little bit too old.
1: You know who I want because I loved him in the movie. I wouldn't mind seeing Alden Ehrenreich be giant. He's, he's young, yeah. he's good looking. It looks, I, I imagine, him with, with the leather jacket and a big ass bike, he could pull it off. I mean, he might be short in height because he doesn't seem like, at least in stature, he doesn't seem like a very tall guy. But then again, Nick Cage didn't seem like a badass biker to begin with. So, you know, and Dom Gleason is very, such an unconventional choice. So, yeah, I think Alden Ehrenreich. Should be given a chance at Johnny Blaze. Or if yeah. not, he can be Johnny Storm.
0: If they're not going to give him more, uh, more stuff to do with Solo, then yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like that one. All right. Robin says, welcome back. Glad to hear you guys are good and ramping back up. Her question is pretty simple. With the introduction of a Madam Web film being developed by Sony and the Doctor Strange 2 film being developed at Marvel, do you see these as possible precursors to a future live-action Spider-Verse being developed in the future?
1: Oh, man. I didn't like the Spider-Verse in the comics because it was so fucking convoluted. It was kind of like a miracle that the movie was able to pull that off in a manner that was very comprehensible and wasn't super out of this world. You, know, you could definitely understand what was going on in the Spider-Verse, but if they didn't turn that into a movie... With, with with the live action Sony team I mean the reason why Into the Spider-Verse was so good because of the people doing it mm-hmm. and because it wasn't like a VR, uh, you know Matt tomac Amy Pascal project that they can see from the get-go but if, if they if if they, if they if the, those three decided to do a and Web movie I think it's it's, a, it's safe to assume that that's going to be a shit show so if, if, if it was happening I wouldn't be excited for it
0: yeah, I for me, I'd prefer like I know that Sony's going to put, um, you know, like we saw Michael Keaton and Morbius. And I know that they're going to put those characters over there. I would prefer for Marvel Studios to never have to deal with any of the stuff that Sony's doing um, outside of just using Spider-Man when they can use Spider-Man. But I don't want Marvel Studios to have to set up or address or deal with any of the bullshit that Sony's doing. I don't want to have to have Jackpot show up in the middle of, you know, Thor Love and Thunder to set up some live-action Spider-Verse thing. If Sony wants to do it and they want to use Madam Web, that's fine. But I would would not want Doctor Strange 2 to have anything to do with it outside of saying, like, hey, there's a multiverse. That's fine. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to see that kind of crossover. I don't want any of Sony's shit landing in the MCU playground. Yeah. But on the other side of the fence. It's like when you have a bad neighbor and they pick up dog shit and throw it into your yard. That's what Sony is with tomorrow's review. Uh, all right, Dirty Dancer. Do you believe that the roster of the upcoming Secret Warrior show, which is rumored to be based on SWORD, will be made up of modern iteration of Alpha Flight members? Do you think that Monica, Darcy, and Wu will be core members? Um, yeah, it's pretty. that's a pretty intense question, this idea of what we're gonna get with Secret Warriors. Um, we just I was just talking to Charles before we recorded that I was going back through and reading the original stuff. Um, I do think that it makes sense to have S.W.O.R.D. involved with it. Charles and I talked the other day um, about how I could see, even though uh, he's kind of been passed up here and, and he, this probably won't happen, I could see a way to get a guy like Wendell Vaughn in his Quasar via S.W.O.R.D. like he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the comics. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious to see what the Secret Warriors show is actually going to be about and um, in, in what they're going to do with it. But it's certainly, it's certainly a possibility. What do you think,
1: Charles? I think the Secret Warriors lineup we're going to get is the Secret Warriors from the comics. We're going to see Quake. We're going to see Yo-Yo. Except they're not going to be played by Chloe Bennett and um, uh, Natasha Cordova. They're going to be played by uh, new actors and whatnot. Because I think, you know... As as beloved as beloved as Shield is, it's not. I don't think that's the iteration of Secret Wars. Secret Wars, as far as potential goes, I think Kevin Feige will do his own version. Like always, it's going to be crazy big, and it's it's going to stay mostly faithful to Hickman and stuff.
0: I hope so. That's one of for those of you guys that haven't read it. That's one of uh one of Hickman's great great works where he really sets the stage for some stuff that comes later and you really get to get a feel for what kind of, uh, how expansive he can be and how all inclusive his stuff can be. I mean, he's, that was a big idea. He had, and I I really, really like that. Uh, next one is from Danny B says, glad to see you back. Thanks, Danny. We're glad to be back taking into consideration the fact that you know quite a lot about Falcon and the winter soldier. And without telling us what, you know, what do you expect from the series overall? Do you feel, that the tone of the show will blend in as well with the movie side of the MCU. I'm not too worried about it, but with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier being the first planned Disney Plus series in the MCU, I'm really curious about it um, and the direction they're taking. He says, thanks, Charles's. Uh, yeah, I, what do you think, Charles? I think we've got a, a pretty decent idea here, but let's, I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Let's just say, with, with the stuff we know that Charles knows and he fucking shared with me, you, you, I'm just going to say, your, your minds are going to be fucking blown.
0: Yeah, I I think it I think it's going to fit in just fine. Um, I think it's going to be tonally a little bit more similar. And I guess it's hard because I haven't been on set and seen it shot. So I guess I'm I'm just talking about like the things that we know that they're incorporating. I kind of expect it to be a little closer tonally to the way the the Winter Soldier was. Um, like like a little bit more behind the scenes spy work stuff. Um, yeah. There's also going to be some bigger action stuff, but I think it's instead of thinking about it being like, you know, on terms of Captain America Civil War, I think it's closer to to the way that they did the Winter Soldier. Um, I think that's how it's going to kind of fit and how it's going to feel. It could be wrong, though, because I haven't seen any scenes. Right. Like, I don't know what's going on, but um, I know what the scenes that I'm thinking of are. I just haven't seen how they've been shot. Uh, Kyle comes in. Kyle Dre has two questions. What do you think is more likely to happen? A full Black Widow trilogy with Florence Pugh or Anthony Mackie leading a new Captain America trilogy? So there's question number one. What do you got there?
1: Oh, for sure Mackie as Cap, rather than uh, Florence Pugh as uh, Widow. I think, I mean, I mean, I assume she doesn't die in, in Black Widow, which, I mean, the evidence points to the contrary. Um, yeah, Mackie has a bigger chance than Florence Pugh leading. Uh, a black little film
0: and and now as far as like them making another Captain America trilogy I don't know but I think we're going to see a lot of Anthony Mackie as Captain America following this show Um, I think you might see you know you might see another season um, with Mackie as Captain America on Disney Plus and then you might see him in some movies um, kind of donning the Captain America suit but man I don't know I don't know about a trilogy either way Um, the black widow thing, I I know they've, they've talked about it and they've talked about going beyond one movie, but I never heard where it lands and it's, it's going to be interesting. But I I also don't think that they signed Florence Pugh to do one movie and be done. Like she's, she's too young. She's too up and coming. Um, feels like the kind of, the kind of person Marvel likes to land for, you know, a five, six picture deal, whatever she's, she's a big deal. So man, I don't know. I don't know how to even, even pick between the two. Um, Kyle's other question. What Avengers comic event would you like to see adapted for the first new Avengers film? Maybe something smaller in scale before getting to another Thanos-level threat. This feels, Charles, this feels like something that's right up your alley. So which, what Avengers comic event would you like to see be the thing that brings the new Avengers together?
1: I, I mean, personally, I'm all for having a smaller, scale down story. Um, it kind of looks like it's going to be Secret Invasion. Unfortunately, it's just a massive fucking, you know... Invasion esque big story, but I, I I would have preferred to see something like Dark Reign where they're not fighting an otherworldly being. They're fighting upon the government that they just can't touch. Like what hap- What do you do when you fucking when your when your when your villain is a bad guy and he's essentially the government, but he doesn't have any you know superpowers? Like how does the Avengers stop that? That's way more interesting for me. Um, you know they could have brought in Norman Osborn to to do that, but doesn't look like we're getting anything like that unfortunately
0: yeah I would if I could pick I would certainly pick um, something along the lines of of having dark rain. We've talked about that a lot of times how kind how fun that would be um, I guess the thing for me that I would like to see and I don't know that it's not going to be this team and I, I kind of agree with the idea of the uh of the smaller scale I would really like to see either. A Masters of Evil type movie, or um, like what the 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 event that brought the new Avengers together in the comics after Scarlet Witch went whack, which is what I think wasn't when the Raft got broken into, or everyone escaped yeah. the Raft. I would yeah. like to see something like that, like multiple bad guys versus multiple Avengers. So Masters of Evil or or the Raft or something like that would, would be pretty cool for me. Ian Khan or a and Khan. Sorry, I'm really bad with names. Do you think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has the chance of getting renewed for a second season, or is this all we should expect with the characters of Sam and Bucky for a while? Charles and I just talked about this. Um, I'm tormenting Charles because I know the answer.
1: I I mean, if The Mandalorian got a second season because of how big it was, I'm pretty sure Falcon is going to be as big, if not bigger, than the show, than Mandalorian. Then, yeah, it's going to have probably a continuation. Personally, I'm sort of hesitant in having... And have these shows sort of following the standard TV format of, oh, this is season two, this is season three. Like, oh my god, how many fucking, how many seasons of Falcon and the Winter Soldier can you have? So I, I'd much prefer it to be a one and done thing and then they could move on to other stories and films or they could move on to other characters. But yeah, if The Mandalorian is any indication, this show is definitely, definitely going to get a second season for sure. And
0: I think what what I would like to see, and I think it's probably important to remember um, these series are meant to move the characters along in between movie events. That's what Feige has said and stuck to since he introduced this stuff. So where they are at the beginning is definitely like these series are going to move them to a different place, like personally along their arc. These aren't going to be like standstill things. So season two isn't, like in if they have the season two, it isn't going to be you know more of the same like a Seinfeld season two or you know Cheers season two where you got Norm sitting at the same fucking bar stool. Like coming out of season one, these guys are going to have gone through something traumatic and be different. So it's it isn't going to be season two in the traditional sense. Um, and I think I guess I can say enough about this. There was definitely at one point a plan for a second season. Um, who knows anymore what's gone on. And the only hint that I'll give is that if they did have season two, it wouldn't be called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two. It would be, it would be a a thematically related thing with a different name. I guess I can say that. And that doesn't sound too bad. Greg Zimmer. Next question. Why haven't they announced Tobin Bell as nightmare yet?
1: Oh, him as nightmare. (laughs) Well, I guess he, he could work. He's, you know, I, I'd, I'd much prefer him to be in, in a horror franchise, like an actual horror MCU franchise like Blade or, or Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah, I think, I think there's probably a role for him in something like Blade. I would like to see what it was. I'm super curious. This, Greg brings this up, and it brings up a good point to me. Like, We got a new writer on Doctor Strange 2. We got a new director on Doctor Strange 2. And we know that Nightmare was, like, was Scott's dream choice. I wonder if, like, if he's even still in the new script, or if Rami's going to use him, or what they're going to do. I have no idea. Um, Constantinos, do you know if they have found a director for Miss Marvel yet? Thanks for doing this again. Now, we mentioned that earlier. I haven't heard anything about a director for Miss Marvel at this point. Um, and I know somewhere down the line, here in another one of the questions, somebody says. I'll just skip to it. I'll find it right now. Somebody says this is. <clears throat> I heard they found a director for Miss Marvel. Any idea who it is? No. And I don't know who, who you guys hear these things from um, or where they come from. But I think, like, right now is such a dead news time. Anyone who's telling you, like, like these, these websites that are coming out with scoop after scoop after scoop, like, five scoops a week, they're full of shit. You guys have to understand that. Like, there's not that much going on right now that people can keep scooping. Um, and while we're on the topic of this other question, she says, any idea what's happening with the Disney Plus series uh, with casting if it's fully stopped because of the virus that's still going on? I'm sure that they're still looking at casting, but they're not hiring anybody right now because they don't know when they can start. So they're not saying like, hey, you're hired to do this job and we don't know when it's going to be, but sounds good. So you have to understand that like when these people are making casting choices and the people who are going to be in the roles are signing on for a role like Christian Bale as a great example. He was told he was going to be in Thor Love and Thunder from August to December. Well, doesn't look like it. So now his whole schedule screwed up. So when they don't know when they can start, they're, not, they're probably not going around and saying, like, hey, you're Miss Marvel. Oh, cool, when do I shoot? Fuck if I know. That's not a good move. That's not a good move for the actor, and that's not a good move for the studio. Um, <clears throat> we got two from Everyone Loves a Good Story. Based on the cues you've been able to gather from your Chris Brewster interview, research, and the behind-the-scenes footage of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, do you believe the show will be more cerebral, i.e. the past experiments of the Government, Weapon Plus, and Sokovia Accords, or will the attempt be to simply keep the feel of the Captain America trilogy set moving forward? Um, I think it's going to be very different than the Captain America trilogy. Um, like we just, like we talked about this a minute ago. I think it's going to be similar to the Winter Soldier. And I think you're going to have thematic elements there too, like Super Soldier Serum and, and and connect to some of these things with Bucky. But I, I just don't, it's just definitely not going to be um Captain America 4. That's not how I, how I feel this is going to look. What do you think, Charles?
1: Yeah, I mean, what you said, but at the same time, it's going to keep the spirit of the Russo films alive.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's definitely going to be, there's going to definitely be something with Steve's legacy, right? Like, you're not just going to forget him. But I think it's, I think the point of it is to turn the page. And Everyone Loves a Good Story also said, who created your new Murphy's Multiverse logo? It is pretty hot. Um, I, I have to take credit for doing absolutely none of the work. Charles Charles made it up. Charles made the podcast logo, thanks, and he made the, and, and we love it. It's pretty sweet. We uh, thanks man. We did. Charles did tinker with another version um, that I really like the idea. Yeah. Uh, because it, like the the text was there were like three layers of text like there are on that one, and they were really blurred. And I love the idea of that being. Like an, like a, a like symbolic of the multiverse, but we also noticed that if you stared at it for more than five seconds, your eyes started to fucking hurt, and you went cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so. so we we opted for something that was more practical. I mean, we, we wanted something that was clever, but between being clever and having your eyes hurt, you know, we just went with something you know practical and basic.
0: Yeah. So if we get mad at you guys, we'll put the other logo up and turn you all cross-eyed. <laughs> like a kid in christmas vacation and got fella got <laughs> fell on a cross eyed kicked in the head by a donkey eyes went back yeah um mr says welcome back we missed you i'm curious to hear if you have he- have heard any further info about captain marvel 2 is the plan for that movie to do secret invasion or secret invasion still being floated as a d plus series um and then we've got more stuff on kamala khan i got nothing there so um captain marvel 2 is the plan to do to do secret invasion um, I don't don't know anything about the script for Captain Marvel 2. I do know that Secret Invasion is being developed separately, and I assume that you're going to see a tie-in. I don't think that you're only going to see Secret Invasion in the series. I think it's going to be um, kind of the way that, if you think about the big comic book events, the way they work, there's like a Secret Invasion six-part story or whatever, but then there's also... Captain Marvel tie-in and a Captain America tie-in, a Fantastic Four tie-in. I think you might be seeing something like that happen um, in with Marvel Studios now that they have Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, at this at this point, it's kind of clear that with all the stuff we've been hearing, that Secret Invasion is going to exist in the show and in the films, at least a version of it. Yeah,
0: and I think that's I think that's a, a real bonus to them to have Disney Plus at, at their disposal. Because you think about the way that all the all the really good comic events are set up, you know, you have like like War of the Realms just went, you know, was the most recent one. It was such a great event. You have all those tie in comics. And so I think you're you're going to see that. And then, in fact, in my head, as I've been like putting this Nova stuff together, that's exactly how I would play Annihilation. I would do um, I would do an Annihilation event on Disney Plus, maybe at six, six. Series, six part series, eight part series, whatever. Um, but I would also have tie ins in the films, right? Because then you're just getting more depth and you're getting a, a, a better feel to the story. So I, I think that's kind of how it's going to go. Um, all right. Nathan Miller has a couple in a row, oh, three, three in a row here. So with the recent rumors of Marvel Studios green lighting and looking for writers for a new round of Disney Plus shows, and you list Sword, Secret Invasion, Secret Warriors, Iron Young Avengers, Ghost Rider. Do you think we'll get the trades announcing first, or some kind of announcement directly from Marvel Studios at a virtual Comic Con or the Marvel Disney virtual event? Well, that's a good question,
1: man. Uh, I don't know if they have anything worthwhile to announce anytime soon because we always talk about it. None of them are actually working. Some of them are, but most, you know, most of the stuff, most of the the deals they've been making behind the scenes have have taken a halt. So. I don't know what you can, you can even announce. Let's say they, do, they decide to do a virtual Comic Con in July. I don't know what you can announce. You can't fucking announce the Falcon release date. You can't do anything. At most, you can get an Eternals maybe teaser because they have that done. But I mean, I don't know what, what they could even announce. I mean, I hope they do. I hope they decide to drop some cool stuff um, about the new shows in production in, a, in an event or whatnot. But I don't think we're going to get it.
0: Yeah, it's, we're all really hungry for news. And we, would I mean, like, think about how happy you'd be if they, they do some Comic-Con at home thing. And Feige's staring you down right, in, right into the dead of your soul through your computer screen. And he tells you that, yes, we're doing S.W.O.R.D., Secret Invasion, Secret Warriors coming in 2022. And then three weeks later, there's another spike in coronavirus and everything gets shut down again. And they have to move the fucking film slate then you're just going to be pissed that everything got moved again. So yeah. it's so touch and go um, for them. Yeah, they want, yeah, they have new projects. Yeah, they want to announce them. And yeah, we want to find out because we're so hungry. But they have to be careful with what they're doing too because they they're just every time they have to move something, there's like this massive wave of disappointment. It isn't their fault. So I don't know that it's in their best interest to say like, hey, here's everything we plan on doing between now and 2025, right? Like that's just not... Not a good choice for, for any studio right now, because they know they're just going to have to move stuff. N- next one, same guy. Although I don't believe the recent Secret Warriors sword Reddit leak, I do think they may combine these properties for the pre-CM2 Secret Invasion show, as I'm not sure how else Secret Warriors fits in. Uh, do you think that's likely, or are they separate productions? So, they're absolutely. Secret Warriors is one production. Sword is a different production. Um, I don't know what leak you were on because I stay away from that sewer pretty much every day. Uh, I might check in once a week on something, but I don't go over there. But they're definitely not combined properties, not in any way, shape, or form. There is a Secret Warrior show and there is a Sword show, no doubt about it. I have paperwork on both of them. So Nathan also says, Where do you see the rumored Thunderbolts and Agents of Atlas shows fitting in with the rest of the recently rumored D shows? Are, they likely, are we likely to see them in 2023 or 2024 before? That's I guess we already answered that one. There's no way to know any of this stuff because we just don't we don't know when they can start producing. So trying to put dates to things is a really big waste of time right now. Um, all right, this I didn't see this. I don't know if you saw it, Charles. This is from Mark, and he says, "Good to have you back. Have you seen the Mandalorian gallery episode four where they talk about the volume technology?"
1: I heard about it, but I I don't have Disney Plus to actually watch the. The behind-the-scenes stuff, but I saw someone on Twitter talk about the the new technology they use for for that episode. But yeah, I'm I, I'm other than that, I, I don't know shit about it.
0: Yeah, and then his question, his follow-up question is, do you think it's something they'll be using um, for for Marvel Studios because they don't have to travel far for different locations? I don't. Sorry, Mark, I haven't seen it. I feel like I'm gonna go watch it after we get done recording. But yeah, sorry, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Like, I have no idea what it is. So I can't answer. I apologize. Um, Jacob Satarski, when do you think we'll hear something about Spider-Man? Like casting, who the villain is, anything, really. I need some positive Spider-Man news to restore my face since Sony continues to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the universe. Um, yeah, I feel like this is going to keep – this this kind of uh, idea keeps coming up. and We want casting. We want news. Um, I think you'll hear casting news when they know when they're going to film the movie, when they can say – these are the for sure dates that we know we can go out and film. Then you'll hear casting news. So until then, I just don't. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Kyle, <clears throat> this may be a question better suited to a full blog or podcast. But knowing how much you dislike the MCU's treatment of Marvel, what would you have liked them to have done with him? A full movie series with him before getting to Carol, or just a better involvement in Carol's first movie? Um, I, I can answer this one quickly. I I would be. I was fine with them having uh, Marvel be. A woman. I just wish they had done more with Marvell in, in the movie. I, I, I guess they were really eager to skip to, to get to Carol, and that's fine. I wish that they'd have given Marvell a better backstory. Um, I know a Marvell movie probably wouldn't work out real well for everybody. I just wish that they'd given Marvell more to do and not pretty much taken away the entire legacy of one of the greatest cosmic heroes they have. Um, by making it just a bit player that that's the part that pisses me off. So I would rather have just seen more um, in the movie and given a chance for for Marvel's legacy to live on um, beyond there, like everything's just so different about the character. you got any any input on this
1: one? No, I mean, I, I don't have much of a problem with Marvel as much as you because you know I I, I, I don't see what they could have done with the character at the same time because, like I said, they were very eager to get to Carol and, you know, there wasn't much any narrative real estate left for, for them to do something crazy with Marvel. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm more pissed that they throne in than they did Marvel. Yeah.
0: You know, and they, it was just a very big, they were in a very big rush to set up Carol and and then obviously Monica. And so, you know, you've got now the fruits of that. I would have preferred to have seen some of the fruits that come from the Marvell line, the legacy, like to see his kids, to to have that tie to Hulkling. I'm more interested in those plot points. And I still think you can totally get to Carol and you can totally get to Monica. Um, It just they were it's obvious that that's where their their direction they were heading in. And I guess we just differ on on that direction. Um, Josh has a question. Is there any clarification regarding the Madam Web movie? Could it still be Spider-Woman instead? Is Madam Web really happening and a Spider-Woman film? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before. This is the same as the Sword Secret Invasion thing. There, I have paperwork for a Madam Web movie and separate paperwork for a separate Spider-Woman movie. They are not the same project. That keeps getting reported and, and twisted and turned. I I have I'm, I don't know if Charles has seen them or not, but they're definitely like two completely different projects with different teams producing them, different everything. They are not the same thing, 100%. Um, Same guy. If, and it's a big if, do you feel the 2023 slate looks like Volume 3, Ant-Man 3, Blade, and Nova, assuming no more major delays? What do you think?
1: Oh, that sounds like a very cosmic-centric Phase 5 or 2023. I, I'm all for it because James Gunn said recently that you know he he debunked like a story about Guardians Three being on track for 2021, and he said it's going to be a little bit after that. I think it's going to be after 2022, so 2023 seems like a, at least at this point a, a, a sane guess on when Volume Three could show up.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like Guardians Three, Ant Man Three, and Blade are all are all like aimed at 2023 um nova i'm less sure about i would love to think that we could get a nova film that soon but i know they're just now like trying to put together writers and directors so that gives me some faith that it could be 2023 um i hope that that's their next thing i also hope that they hire me to write it but it obviously depends on um like you said in your question josh it just depends on the on the delays um scott has a question i guess i I think I know what he's getting at. He says, name your recent five comic book purchases. And I know he doesn't want me to say that I went into my local comic shop yesterday and bought Avengers and Venom and Star Wars, Bounty Hunters or whatever. Or that I just read um, the first four issues of the new Suicide Squad, uh, Tom Taylor's new Suicide Squad book. I know that's not what he means. Um, So what did I buy lately? I bought, I got some really good stuff at auction. Um, I'm super excited I got a uh, Fantastic Four Annual number no. six, which is the first appearance of Franklin Richards. Um, I got the first, I don't know that, I don't off the top of my head can't remember the volume. I got the first appearance of Super Scroll. Um, I bought a Thor, a graded Thor book, graded 8.0 that tells the origin of Galactus. Um, so I've got some, some pretty good ones in recently as far as that stuff goes. I put some offers out on a. Uh, A couple Eternals ones Um, but let's see other than that I bought Oh Uncanny X-Men 132 Um, I bought Captain America 233 Captain America 312 and I even bought another 9.8 copy of vengeance number one which is America Chavez's origin Um, I bought X-Men Deadly Genesis number one X-Men unlimited 27 New X Men Annual Number One, which is like the first appearance of Zorn. So, I've been I've been hitting them here and there.
1: Charles is clearly the more sort of nerdy collector. You know, he's 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 one of those people from the nineties who probably fucking speculated the fuck out of the market <laughs> just to get a fucking that that golden number one. But I, I just read whatever I get my hands on. Um, the last one of the last things I read was um, Rick Remender's Asian Venom. Nick Spencer's Ant-Man, which is fucking, fucking hilarious. I love that. I love that um, run so much. If 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 that book could be any indication of what Ant-Man 3 could be, especially now that Sam is Falcon and whatnot, I, I would love for Ant-Man 3 to use that Nick Spencer template. And currently I'm reading a vertical book called Hundred Bullets. It's a very, very fucking long-ass story by... Brian Azzarello. It's, it's one of those classic vertigo comics from the late 90s, early 2000s. And it's fucking, it's a pretty kick ass crime book. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. We, we don't, I think we talk about a lot of comic stuff, but I know that, like you said, it, I think it was kind of uh, aimed at, at the stuff I'm speculating on, but I think it's good to know what else is out there. There's some really good indie comics out there right now probably this is probably the strongest the indie comic market has ever been there's some great stuff and i am really excited that uh i noticed in the pre-orders the other day that black magic is coming back um in god i don't know i guess august now um uh, that's a really good indie comic um that they, it stopped after 12 books at one point and now they're coming back with number 13 so that's greg rucka that writes that and that's a really interesting one. Um, and then Gideon Falls. Yeah,
1: and also our friend Adam Barnard, who sent in the question earlier, he has his own comic, comic going on, and you know, I, I'm I'm kind of dying to check that out. If only I had access to it, but you know, he's a friend of ours since the MCU exchange days. That that is now dabbling into you know some actual fucking comic book writing. So there's yeah. that support in cool. indie creator for sure.
0: Um, this next one is interesting. TDL says Disney's official website. Still lists on October 2022 Marvel film. While well, the original version was posted in April, it's been updated with all the different shifts. So the, the question is here, do you think that could mean instead of delaying whatever that movie was, Marvel might try to do five movies in one year? So um, when all the shifts happened and they moved all the stuff around, Into the Spider-Verse 2 got moved to October 7th, 2022. And they're still holding that date at, at Marvel Studios, which I think was supposed to be Blade originally um and now the question is do we still think they're going to put a marvel studios movie there
1: man I, you're 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 the better expert when it comes to these dates because man, man there's so much dates i can't even keep track i don't even know what fucking day it is now so, so you take this
0: so i just think it's there's no way that marvel studios is going to release a movie the same day as into the spider verse that's just there's absolutely no way there's too much cannibalizing there and if So if that's the date that Sony's sticking with, then that's there. So so then why is that date still there? I think that date could still be there for a lot of reasons. I think Marvel's very well aware that they might have to move things again. So they might be holding on to that October 7th date for when they have to slide another, another film that's been delayed into that date, because that would mean that Sony is going to have to slide into the Spider-Verse to another date, too. I think they're just holding on to that right now as a placeholder, if, if the, I think the real question here is, would, would Marvel Studios ever release a live-action superhero film the same day that Sony releases Into the Spider-Verse 2? I just, there's no way in hell. There's the same audience. There's no way that they're doing that. So I think there might be some reasons, but I just don't see it happening. Next one says, you mentioned a Twitter, on Twitter a rumor about Christopher Nolan being involved with Ghost Rider. Well, you mentioned it wasn't your rumor. Could you elaborate more on what you heard? That's literally all I heard. I, like the, the rumor was Christopher Nolan wants to do Ghost Rider. So I unfortunately can't elaborate at all. And it's a rumor I don't even know that I believe. So I just thought in my head like, wow, Christopher Nolan doing Ghost Rider. That's a big deal. Because as this guy mentioned, it would be a huge coup for Marvel if they landed DC's biggest director. But yeah, there's, there's no more to that. rumor. Uh, Carlo, your notes on Twitter mentioned that an Incredible Hulk project could happen after She-Hulk. Is this true? The, that interpretation of the notes isn't even true. Um, the reason that Hulk was on there, there at the point that I, took the, that I wrote those notes down was 2017. She-Hulk wasn't even a thing. The point was that they were still looking at using Hulk beyond Avengers Endgame. So the reason that Hulk is written down in those notes, I can remember being super excited when I, wrote that, when I wrote Hulk down, was that they were still planning to use Hulk post-Endgame in whatever sort of projects that was. And I think we all know the hangups with doing a film, but yeah, that, that didn't have anything to do with She-Hulk or a new project. It was the idea that they would be open to using Hulk down the road, and, and obviously they are, and that they're gonna continue to use Thor. You know, that, It's that line of, th- line of thinking. Um, this is from <clears throat> Syntax. It says, first up, hope you two are doing well during these tough times, especially in America right now. To my question, it seems like WB is more or less willing to embrace the idea of a multiverse for their comic book content. Um, there's the DCEU, then there's different universes Todd Phillips' Joker and Matt, Re- Matt Reeves' Batman will be in. The CW shows and the DC Universe originals. A ton of different variations of the same characters. With Marvel TV and Netflix officially dead, do you think there is room in the MCU for a multiverse of different versions of certain characters... Or do you think Marvel should continue doing what they're clearly best at? That's a really good question.
1: Uh, I think we should get at the fact that DC doesn't give a fuck about continuity. It's not like DC is purposefully making yo. Oh, we have a multiverse. No, we don't. You have a fucking a bunch of people doing their own thing, and you just you just don't give a fuck on whether they connect or not. That's how it goes. Kevin Feige, on the other hand, cares about what connects to his stuff. It's just a matter of. Warner Brothers is not caring as much and Disney and Marvel caring more. And it's not some sort of grand master plan from DC that they have a multiverse and that, that was the plan. I don't know. They just do what they want to do. They sort of, you know, every now and then they do this art, artistic take on a character like, like Joker and we're going to get probably another film similar to that a couple of years from now. We're going to get, you know, five more CW shows that aren't connected to anything. We're going to get, you know, we're, gonna, we're probably going to get you know, a, a Green Arrow film that has nothing to do with the CW show. And, you know, just a matter of the studios, whether carrying or not.
0: I don't know that the way that the MCU story is being told, that it sets up real well to have um, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 and different versions of, you know, Doctor Strange, one on TV and one on in the movies. Like, I could see when they, you know, when they go the Secret Wars route, them... Introducing another earth with similar heroes um or maybe another earth where only there were there were only mutants or there were only the fantastic four or whatever but i don't i don't really think the mcu storytelling lends itself to hey here's um here's captain america on screen but here's a different universe as captain america we're going to tell you about in this tv series i think i think the way they're doing it now is better is better right hey like here was captain america on screen hey here's now a tv series about the same guy where we go deeper into the character I much prefer that than to have to try to keep straight which bullshit version of a character I'm dealing with. Although I'd much rather have the 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 Marvel, the current Marvel iteration of Black Bolt be a bullshit character that I never have to worry about ever again. Um, Adam Martin, what's your parentheses likely to be most controversial opinion about an upcoming MCU property? For him, he says, after the Fantastic Four's first or second appearance in the MCU, they should replace the Thing with She-Hulk. So, what's a controversial take oh. you have, Charles? Something that would be super whack?
1: Man, that's a fucking, that's an actually a pretty good question. I gotta think about that. So, you go first.
0: Um, I was just gonna say we should, we should come back and make this a podcast episode.
1: Yeah, I think it's a pretty good fucking episode topic, yeah. We don't have yeah. anything to talk about.
0: Adam, we're gonna we're gonna put a put a pin in that one and make it an, an entire episode. Well maybe an entire episode, but definitely a, a theme of an upcoming upcoming episode where we can sit down and, and think and come up with something real gnarly. Um, and Jared asks, this is the last question. He said, What might be a good spec book to look at getting based off a rumor you've heard so far? So I just went through a few of those. Um, basically, I think you're smart to go. Right now, you're smart to go looking at some X books. They're still fairly cheap because there hasn't been any buzz, but you know the X-Men are coming. Um, Fantastic Four books are super fucking expensive. They're hard to get. Like, I don't even want to talk about how much money I spent to get my first Franklin Richards and my first Super Scroll um, because I don't want my wife to listen to the podcast and find out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some of the X-Men books are, are cheap, so you can go out, like, you know, for me a character that you want to find a first uh a first appearance of is Vulcan. Like I think when, when they when they do the X-Men and the MCU, I think you're gonna get a little bit more in depth with the Summers. The Star Jammers, they're pretty expensive already. Um, I'm not sure about the first the first Mr. Sinister. I think that's a good place to look, but you can be smart and you can look at some of these characters and uh, and you know how Feige works and you know what his vision is. So you can look at the X-Men books and say, like, hey, that's a character that I think Feige would use. Like, like Jamie Madrox, I think, is a character that Feige would use and use well. So also really expensive because his first appearance is older than you think. But yeah, so I think, you know, look that and then um, listen to that earlier part of the podcast where I mentioned a few. You got any ideas, Charles? Anything that any characters that come to mind? You think that'll show up that we could we could dig up a comic book and figure it out?
1: God, I mean, I don't know who's fucking showing up. Daredevil number one. I, mean, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of the worst when it comes to speculating about about comic books to buy because you know that's sort of that's sort of that that's one aspect of comic book reading that's never interested interested me. Like I said earlier, I just read whatever I get my hands on. So. I'm not the best question, person to ask this question.
0: It's definitely, and there's, I'm not gonna lie to you, there's been plenty of times that I've um, bought some comics and struck out, but there's been times where I've paid 300 bucks for a comic and turned around and sold it for 1200 pretty quickly. So it, it's no it's no perfect science. And uh, you know, like I, I have a bunch of Shang-Chi um, that, I, that I guessed at before I ever got the grid and I, I, I had gone out and found and graded, so I have a bunch that are like nine four to nine eight. That every single one of them that I guessed at is sitting on that grid. So I'm super happy I did that. But I've, I've definitely swung and missed at a few. But I usually I feel okay about it. So, all right, that's it. That does it for the Q and A.
1: Ooh, that was a, that was a pretty fucking lengthy, crazy one. But you know, it's been a while since we did this, so, so fun.
0: Yeah, and I think it was a really good. Um, for us sample for us to share with everybody so that they get the idea of what this is like. So I think, I think I'm glad that we're sharing this episode for free with everybody. And we hope that you guys enjoy it and, uh, you know, get an idea of what we, one of the kind of fun features we do uh, on on the Patreon that we kind of try to, to get in touch with everybody a little bit more frequently. So.
1: Yeah. And I just want to say before we wrap, um, we're planning to migrate the podcast to anchor. So. I guess by the time this comes out, it should be ready or not. But yeah, we, we have plans to move to Anchor. We're saying goodbye to our SoundCloud, home of 50 episodes of one year. And once we transfer to Anchor, you know, this podcast is going to be on a lot more platforms. So, you know, there's that. You don't have to tell us on what platform you want our podcast to be on to because it's probably going to be there automatically if we move to Anchor.
0: And it'll be something that we, um, we have a on the new website that we're building, we have a, a dedicated spot for each podcast. So you'll be able to, to go there, access it, get to it easily. Obviously, we'll still keep throwing it out on Twitter. Um, yeah, We're just trying to make, trying to streamline everything a little bit and also get the podcast out to more people, like Charles said. So definitely moving spots, but it, it'll probably be easier to find as a result. All right, guys, that does it for episode 51, our, uh, our first foray into phase two of the multiverse it's been been pretty fun um it's an exciting week coming up i think we probably won't have any new content up on the old on the site as long as unless it's something major as we kind of get ready for the launch but we hope that uh sometime early next week we are up and running and uh and you get a look at what we've been doing so thank you for listening uh signing off now this is charles murphy you can find me on twitter at underscore charles murphy
1: And you can find me on Twitter at CFSBullinWeb.
0: All right. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.